0: Welcome to the Sound Architect. I'm Sam Hughes, and I am very lucky to have with me today, Mikolai Struinski. Thanks very much for coming on.
1: Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, Sam.
0: Okay, so first question: Before we discuss The Witcher Three: Wild Hunt, which is obviously a big release at the moment, how did you begin your career in composition, and what made you decide that you wanted to write for video games?
1: Well, how did it all start? Well, when I was young, I, I was a you know I was I was an aspiring pianist, and I remember. Uh, we were tackling the elements of music at elementary school, like dynamics, melody, rhythm, and harmony, just just in very very general and remember my my teacher said that that the rhythm is the most important element of music, which I completely agree with, because you can compose a piece of music without melody, probably without dynamics but but the rhythm is always there in one yeah. in one shape. Or, or the other. And I was, you know, I was then whatever, 10, 10 years old. And I came, went back home and I, and I decided to prove her wrong. So I started composing piece that wouldn't have rhythm. And it was something completely uh, just very chopped, very regular, very crazy. Uh, and of course, you know, at the end of it, it had rhythm. It, it The rhythm was just very complicated and syncopated, but the rhythm was naturally there. So it was, it was a decent piece of music. I remember uh, and so that's how it started and i just I just felt composition came much easier to me than than pianistry. Um, throughout my life, it, it it came pretty easily. Of course, it's a it's a different it's a different conversation about developing the the, the skills. So I went to uh, Jazz Academy in Katowice in Poland to study keep studying jazz. And then when I got admitted to Berkeley, I studied dual major. I studied uh, I continued on my jazz piano performance, but on on the side of that, I took film scoring major, and and that's what I graduated with. So that's how I became a composer, more or less. As far as video games, um, I've always liked video games, you know, like like any kid, uh, my age, I played video games on Spectrum nice. in the mid mid- '80s, uh, not the Spectrum plus, but the, the, the one with rubber keys. And I remember uh, the first music I've noticed was Jet Set Willy, which played uh, the Griggs suite in the hall of, of, of Mountain King. Yeah. so I loved it. And and then I remember uh, Warcraft actually, uh, on in the early early to mid nineties I think it was on on PC and the music there was just great. Uh, so that I, I remember that being the moment. Hey, if I continue my music education, I can I can do music and I can also, well, I can I can do amongst things that I can do with music is composing is composing for video games, which I would really like to do. So that was my early teens I think. But, it, you know, the, the next step didn't really happen until the Dark Souls 2 trailer and then uh, Mosscraft, which, fo- which followed right after. Yeah. Uh, which was not that long ago. So that's how I got there.
0: Was there a particular video game score? Obviously, you mentioned Jet Set Willy. Um, but was there a particular score that inspired you the most from a video game?
1: Oh, yes. Well, the first one was Medal of Honor by Michael Giacchino. Amazing, amazing. Oh, my God. I remember playing... I remember playing it, uh, on PS2, I think it, it was in my, in my hometown, Zaleshe, and, and I was playing and I was playing and, and all of a sudden I start, I, like, my mind wandered somewhere, and I, and I caught myself listening to music more than I was playing, and it was just such a beautiful piece, I almost had like tears in my eyes. I was, (laughs) it's, oh my god, it's, it's such a masterpiece. Another one is Diablo, the original ones by Matt Wellman. Just such an amazing pacing and, and the, the, the the colors and, and the, the breathing of music in that game. It's, it's, and harmonies and orchestration. It's just such a unique and great color. Um, I, I love listening to this. And uh, Assassin's Creed 2 by Jesper Kidd. Oh, fantastic uh, soundtrack. Oh, my yeah. God. Such amazing soundtrack. Such an amazing soundtrack. No, I, I don't think any other uh, uh, Assassin's Creed had half as good soundtrack as this one did. Exceptional, uh, exceptional one. Uh, Definitely beautiful, beautiful um, orchestrations, great melodies, themes. And so, yeah, very inspiring as well. Uh, And the last one I'm going to mention is Broken Age. That's that's the most recent one uh, by Peter McConnell. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Beautifully recorded, beautifully composed and orchestrated. So, yeah, those.
0: Yes, quite a few then. Mm Mm-hmm so you 've worked on quite a lot you know up until now. has any particular moment in your composition career been the most challenging so far?
1: Mm, every project has its challenges you know how to tackle what's what 's in the picture and and little details on the side because coming up with music is is one task, but then adjusting it to for it to perform the func- the function that it's supposed to that, that that's, that's, that's another task, and that 's always a challenge uh, smaller or or bigger. Uh, but if, if I were to mention one particular uh, project, that would be probably Dark Souls 2 trailer. Uh, mainly because, uh, the kind of music that they requested, uh, to be there, you know, I've never done this kind of alternative rock music before in my life. So I really had to tune my ear to tune my ears to really, you know, uh, uh, put their, uh, uh, to the music, what's expected of me—that so that was one one part of it. Uh, second part of it was you know it's I mean trailer is always a challenge because it's I always always use this metaphor. It's like building a huge structure with a mi- with a microscope, yeah, because it has to sound huge but then you have to pay attention to, to so many details on the screen. And on top of all this, the recording session, I had I had to make a recording session, session on, on Thanksgiving, and all my uh, the musicians that I was hoping to record, everybody left Los Angeles. Oh, wow. So I really had to, I, I was under a lot of stress to trying to find a singer, and uh, thankfully another friend of mine named Sam as well recommended huh. Color England who he said she's just amazing and I contacted her and she is really amazing singer she did a fantastic job she doesn't see, she doesn't sound like anything like in, in the trailer but but she did it and and uh, and people seem happy with it with the outcome so that was the most challenging one
0: Yeah it was very well received so on yeah. a, a kind of other side of the coin if you will out mm-hmm. of your career so far what has been your proudest moment
1: Uh I'll cautiously answer this que- this question with Ethan Carter really. Ethan Carter because you know in my in my line of work I'm very often most of the time I'm being told what to do. <laughs> I'm 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 like a I'm a part of a ship and I'm and and you know, it's, it, I'm an artist, but I'm a craftsman most of all. And, and, and people tell me, Hey, I want this kind of music from you. But with Ethan Carter, it was like Adrian Smielas told me do whatever, you know, I'm, I'm giving you, I'm giving you, you know, total freedom. Let's yeah. see what you can come up with. And I got inspired uh by the story and, uh and the graphics and, and so it was it was something that, that that was that it was really the music that it was done out of zero, uh, out of no references, really. And it turned out well, I think. I mean, people people appreciate it again. And
0: I think you're underestimating how well when it being nominated for awards and things.
1: <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So so that, that makes me really proud. And yeah. and and um, Ethan Carter. Uh, came out well because I had so much time. I, the, the score was finished, but then I listened to it and I and I thought, you know what? I can change it. I can make it a little better. And I kept coming back to Qs and 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 um, improving them, which I completely have time for.
0: Yeah, well, it was it was a very well received score, and like I said, it was nominated for various awards. It must have felt amazing. To- it, it
1: was because it was a small game developed by eight people plus me. And, and it was competing for these awards with multi, multi-million productions. So, uh, yeah, you know, you know small, small, small game with a small composer competing against, you know, behemoths of the in- industry. I like that.
0: Do you think that the amount of freedom you had on the project played a big part in that?
1: No, no, it wasn't the freedom. I mean, I keep saying that the best part about this game is the story. Yeah. And I really got inspired by it. I mean, uh, you know, it just, it, it resonated with me. And it was really, it was really inspiring. Um, I don't often talk about things that inspire me because, again, I, I think of what I do as, as, as craftsmanship rather than, you know, I mean, it's a, it's an art. art. Art part is a tool for the mm-hmm. sake of uh, something else. But it's, but that story and that graphics really, really inspired me. The, the freedom part was a scary part actually, you know. <laughs> really? Yes, of course. Because when when someone tells me, "Hey, this is what you what I want you to do," I just mm-hmm. do exactly what they want me to do, and and so the responsibility is you know uh, very low. Yeah. I just I just do checkpoints. the, the, the melodies like that checked, the, the this kind of genre checked, and and all, and so and so forth. But with 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 freedom is is a scary part for me.
0: Yeah, I suppose you need those boundaries, because like you say, it helps you mm-hmm. refine what you're doing, whereas when you're just left open, you've got literally every option. Open exactly, yeah. Which must be quite daunting. Now, you say quite often that you were inspired by the story and things from Ethan Carter, but in, in musical terms, where did you draw your main inspiration from, and where did you take it?
1: Well, part of it was just reaching out to my subconscious, sub- subconsciousness, which was fueled by playing role-playing games. Wow. You know, uh, it, the, the role-playing games has, have certain color that I definitely used in, in composing uh, at least exploration tracks for Ethan Carter. So the flute melody, uh, the strings, those are typical colors for uh, instruments for, for, um, for those kinds of games. You know, I didn't really... I wasn't basing my soundtrack on any or anything pre-existing. It's that's what I keep saying. It's uh, I didn't listen to anything and thought, "Oh, that sounds great. I'm going to do music like that." Uh, that's why I'm also proud of it.
0: Yeah, well, you definitely should be. It's a fantastic
1: score. Thanks. Thanks, Sam. Thanks.
0: Now, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt is is renowned for being massive. So, was it a big change? when you started to work on that? I mean, how did you get the gig? How did you get involved with the Witcher 3?
1: Well, the Dark Souls 2 trailer put me on the map, definitely. And, uh, when I visited my home country, um, CD project, you know, uh, and I, we met, we had a meeting and, uh, it was very positive and, uh, and they wanted me to, uh, d- demo for, uh, for the, for, for, Witcher 3 to compose the demo. And they got to me like, you know, I, I don't know, a couple of weeks after I, our meeting and uh, and I know there were there were a lot of composers uh, uh, applying for this project and and I did the demo I did the best thing I could um, I again hired Kyler England to sing uh, to sing on this and uh, and then i didn 't hear anything for six or seven months wow uh, so i I thought I lost it i you know because in the industry it 's like if you don 't hear anything that means they 're not yeah. interested so i so I was really, you know, I was really uh, feeling down because because I felt you know, Witcher Witcher is such a great great project to compose for, and I love the books, and 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 I would love to do it really. I I thought it would be a very good match, but then I thought maybe maybe we aren't meant to be. And then, as I was landing in San Francisco for GDC, I got a phone call from uh, from CD Project that you know offering me to to collaborate with uh, with Martin on the project, and and I was really happy, and it's and yeah. it all started, and 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 it was a great collaboration, tons of music, uh, yes, yes, the, the the game is huge, and that's why both of us had to work on that. Uh I think we both composed over five hours of music that you know that is later divided into sub mixes, You know, I mean, the, the piece of music that you hear in the game. Let's say you walk, you hear just a, just a part of the piece, right? And then you then you enter the the region uh, further, so another stem, another part of that piece uh, joins joins the um, joins the uh, the main stem. So uh, so in, there's there's I don't know 15 hours of music altogether if you if you kind of like that. Uh, so yes, that was, that was a lot of music to be composed, uh, and, um, challenge there. What was the challenge? The challenge was the scope. The challenge was to make it cohesive. Um, you know, if, if you have to compose so much music, then how do you make it cohesive one in, in a similar color without it being boring? Yeah. Uh, the colors, you know, I had to, I had to do a decent amount of research on, on the uh, Slavic music. And it's not only Slavic music that's in, in the project. There are, there are, there are other kinds as well, but the Slavic, I, I come from, I come from Poland, from Slavic region, but I still had to sort of drain the theory from the music that I've heard uh, all my life, and sort of put it on paper and make a tool out of it.
0: It, it must have been quite daunting to to be on such a massive project. I mean, how, how can you say how the deliverables were asked for? Were you were you given pieces of the game? Were you given descriptions? How how were you told to write pieces of music for it?
1: I'm not sure if daunting is daunting has such a negative connotation i i didn't feel uh i didn't feel bad at all composing for that project i i enjoyed it from from a to z but how it was presented to me at the, i didn't i didn't get the, the the movies or a game at all at the beginning again it was only only screenshots even the colors i mean there are three worlds three vast worlds in in, in the witcher uh, there's no man's land there's Skellige, Skellige Islands or Skellig islands uh and then um, Novigrad, and each one of those uh worlds sub worlds has its own color one is kind of bluish, one is kind of yellowish the other one is uh, brown green and and so that that is information for me that is that is a valid information mm-hmm. for me how the music should sound and of course, the conversations with with marching uh, and c d project what they want yeah i mean mostly it's exploration music and combat music
0: cool. I love how much you keep mentioning colour with regards to yeah, your writing. Colour must be a large part to you with regards to your influence.
1: Yes, yes, it is. And I'm talking about two kinds of colours. I'm talking about colour of music, which is defined by the orchestration, uh, by the rhythm, by by the pace of everything affects the colour of music. and uh, And also the colours of the world, the blue, the green, the yellow, you know, it's an interesting process to interpret the colors and 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 trigger certain kinds of music and um uh, yeah, it's like it's like a, a a bridge um bridge of some kind it's It's the quickest way to communicate between uh, between music and the real world, i would say
0: definitely when you first start on a project, obviously you've worked on quite a few varying projects you know films, shorts, games, trailers. Is there a core method that you use for each one and then change slight bits, or do you have to change your whole methodology for each project?
1: I change the methodology. Um, There are certain projects that, if if it's a trailer, I know... That the melody is not as important as the uh, the bombastic sound. So yeah. I I focus, let's say I focus on on uh, on on gathering all the drums together and bombastic uh, elements of the score. So um, if it's uh, if it, with Ethan Carter, I, I said I said to piano uh, to my piano and, and started improvising a melody that would um, entail you know the the story about about the little boy um So it differs. The, the common denominator for all for for my for for my mythology is jotting down ideas on the on the uh, piece of paper. Well, it's an application that I have. What is it called? Scapple. Uh, so it's you know I I draw you know circles and in those circles I write information. What kind of orchestration I want to use? If there are, if there is any music that that will inspire in me, so I I write everything down as as much. As possible, and those are things, those are musical things like the rhythm, the rhythms, the, the, the pace that I'm gonna use, as well as non, non-musical information, as well as information from the producer. So I, I create a document like this, which is always a reference for me. And it's a great thing if you start with that, because then you kind of know better what to do before you uh, put the first note down. Uh, another thing that I like to do is take, take walks. It's a great thing and I recommend it wholeheartedly to anybody who is solving problems. Because if I'm in front of computer uh all the time actually, uh I'm very close to the problems that I have to solve, musical problems in, in that in that case. And when I when I walk I gain distance, I gain perspective and and you know, walking improves the blood circulation also in the brain. Much better than sitting in front of the large screen. <laughs> so so that's that's another method that I like to do. Those are the things that I that I do. Awesome.
0: So let's let's talk about your setup for a second. So okay, we've talked about your first steps. What's your go-to software and hardware? What have you got to use to make your music?
1: Okay, sure. Uh, well, I compose on on Macintosh, on Logic, Logic Ten, and with that, I have the the, the recent Mac Pro, twelve core. Within Logic, I obviously have tons of plugins, which I don't know if, if we want to waste time to mention it all. <laughs> no. But I got I got all the all the main ones, you know, Spectrasonics, Heavyocity. I got lots of ADO, which are fantastic. I also write demo tracks for ADOs. The sample libraries, phenomenal what they do. Yeah, so this is software. As far as hardware, I use external Lexicon Reverb um, PCM oh, ninety six, uh, which. It sounds so much better than any plugin, really. I mean, everybody's switching to uh, to inbox, but it's really out of the box when when you when you have such nice, so much nicer sound. If you, I, I also have the Lexicon plugins, and I compared I A B uh, the the hardware to a software, uh, same same settings, and it's just you you would have to be deaf not to not to hear the difference. I'm, wow. I'm seriously, wow. you don't have to be a musician. It's just with with hardware you. There is a depth. There is a, there is a depth of sound that comes um, with software. Not so much. It's just it's just a nice makeup. I know what you mean. Low, much lower quality. So yeah, I got some preamps. Uh, but my I have to say about my recent love, it's analog synthesizers.
0: Oh really? Oh my
1: god! Oh my god, <laughs> Sam! It's I, I I I don't recognize myself. You know, throughout the years of writing for television, I was taught. I was forced not to use these sounds because in in television uh, business it's it's really a no no color mm. um, the buzziness the um, it 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 may sound like eighties music very easily, so they don't want that but it, Lyle may said uh, very he said in very very inspiring quote that analog synths are like potatoes they don't taste well when they're raw and so you have to cook them and it's <laughs> it's just such a pleasure to really control the sound with with knobs and and not not with the mouse which which is annoying and and counterproductive so I, I just fell in love with this and with, 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 with analog synthesizers. And, and I have three of those. I have uh, I have Poly Evolver by Dave Smith. I have Analog 4. And I have, uh, it's coming to me, Moog Sub 37.
0: Oh, very nice. It's easy to get lost for hours playing with those sorts of things. Oh, Jesus. So it's, it's,
1: and- it's easy to lose all your money on those as well they're fantastic it's just that there's real life in them you know plugins don't have this life this linear technology is just something completely different i love it so i'll that's what i'm doing now i'm trying to incorporate this sound into my sound palette um it's a process it's going to take me a couple of months for sure are we going
0: to be hearing a lot more analog synth in the future then i think so <laughs> i think so, but
1: hopefully not in an annoying manner <laughs>
0: Well, speak, speaking of the future, how does the rest of 2015 look for you? Can you talk about much, about what's coming up?
1: There are, there are projects on the horizon, but it's it's too early to, to mention them. Some video games uh, coming, yeah. You, you'll hear soon. Good,
0: good. Well, we look forward to that news. So we get a lot of uh, aspiring composers who listen and who uh, look at the site. So what advice would you give to any people out there wanting to be a composer?
1: Well, you have to you have to achieve the right balance between you know investing in you in your music, uh, learning the craft, and and focusing on on producing the best music possible. Always, uh, it's so easy to uh, to produce music these days with, with 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 technology and computers. Everybody can do it very quickly, but it takes additional effort to do something meaningful. And I think this is this is what you should be focusing on. If you keep producing focused. Well composed and well produced music that just, it just gives you right, um, discipline. Yeah. Parallel to that, you have to, yeah, you have to break into the, the industry. Yes. Well, uh, networking, um, game conventions like GDC, E3, and, and all the European ones. It's a process. You have to travel a lot. You have to meet people, maintain relationships with, with, with people in the industry. So, uh, I mean, I don't think there is a golden, golden, way for everybody. It's just, you know, my, my road was very personal. I started off by ghostwriting for, for us television and somehow I'm doing, I just did a witcher. So, <laughs> um, it, it will differ for everybody. But the main thing is just to keep focused on what you're doing. And if you, I really believe, believe that if you, if you invest all your, all your thinking and energy into your, into your goal, no, you you should achieve it, or at least get really close to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So always keep your goal in mind.
1: I always say it's easy to give up. You know, to everybody. People sometimes ask me, I tell me, "Yeah, man, I I have no more strength. I I want to give up on something." And I'm and I'm telling those people, it's easy to give up. You can always give up.
0: Would well, you Would you say you have a number one rule that you stick by?
1: Unless I'm really specifically asked to copy uh, copy the track, I really. I'm trying to do something original. Uh, I'm trying to do, I, I, I hate the mainstream in, 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 in media music. You know, so many tracks sound the same. So I always, I try to do something different. Um, when I hear I sound typical, I, I always manipulate something to, to change that. And I think it's a good habit
0: to so always be original,
1: ah, uh, hopefully,
0: yeah, I mean, obviously it's very difficult not to sound at least similar to something in in the musical world. there's so much out there
1: exactly, I guess that would be one rule uh be friendly to people um and surround myself with good with good music, with positive people,
0: yeah, definitely good good things to stick by. Would you say there's say the opposite was there like one thing that you would say to composers never do that like one major don't
1: yeah put your ego aside sure yeah 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 forget about your ego you know <laughs> if if if, uh, if someone says that your music sucks don't fight <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least in the in the in the industry i mean maybe in the, when you're a classical composer that's a that's a different thing but um yeah put your ego aside never never be an a-hole <laughs> um, to because for some reason, this this will be the only thing you are remember remembered for. Not that I've done this, but I know of people that done this and it and it ended their careers.
0: <laughs> yeah, so you definitely have to learn the right way to to approach it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Communication is so important, so important. Yes, absolutely. Everybody should should who wants to be a composer with music is is communication, right?
0: Cool. Now, my final question is very off topic and purely a nice relaxing question just out of my curiosity so do you drink of course okay so out of everyone like, say your heroes or anyone who would you most like to sit down and have a beer with or a drink with
1: of course here it goes uh frederick chopin
0: oh wow yeah
1: Uh, although something tells me he wouldn't be a great drinker (laughs) <laughs> but I would I would so love to meet this guy and talk to him and pick his brain and and see what kind of person he was that he came up with this kind of with the music that he did just yeah such amazing, amazing. scores yeah. yeah 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 Uh Oscar Peterson Errol Garner. Uh, two jazz musicians, my favorites. Very nice. Brad Meldow, another one. That's the first one that's still that's still alive. I actually <laughs> met him twice, but very briefly. But he is he is just a complete genius, and I would again, I would love to love to know how he thinks about music. And uh, two composers, Arvo pert uh, and uh, Henry Gorecki. Oh, cool. Yes, I value these guys very much. I'd love to get to know them. Although sometimes. Uh, you don't want to meet your idols. You know the saying? Oh,
0: yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, you don't want to meet your heroes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you don't want to meet your heroes. So.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you very much for your time, Michael. I know you must be very busy, and we've had a great time talking to you.
1: Thank you, Sam. My pleasure. Thank you very much.
0: And thanks, everyone, for listening. It's been The Sound Architect. Thank you.